Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What, what is his goal? Welcome back to the immigrant section. Today I'm here with G. Win Gill. How are you, brother? Not bad, bud. How's it going? Oh uh, well, me on. Kobe just died. Yeah, so literally ten minutes ago. Isn't that crazy? Ten minutes ago. That's dude. nuts, dude. It's a real sad one, too, man. Bro, it's Out fucked up. Nowhere. And, uh, yeah, my honestly, crazy. Honestly, I'm saying like fuck Iran. You know, first that Ukrainian <laughs> flight. Now Kobe. What no, the fuck? Yeah, that's. Now that's Kobe. Crazy. Are you serious, Iran? Yeah. You want war that bad? Yeah. You, <laughs> you gonna take Kobe out? Oh, man. That's it's crazy. That's isn't that funny? The double-edged sword of having the money to have a helicopter. Yeah, they I was just confirmed. They just confirmed his daughters were not on. Yes, which is great because that would have been that's a fucking worst. tragedy. And I was, a half. On the way here, people were texting me saying, "No, his daughters were on the flight." Rick Fox was on there. Right now, we don't know. It literally happened like 15 minutes ago. If his whole family was on that flight, that's crazy. Today would be Kobe Bryant day for like oh, yeah. that would be announced Kobe Bryant day. No, it's so it's so crazy. He just had a daughter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did he? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it's just crazy. Just like 16 hours ago, I saw his tweet. Like LeBron just passed his. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's he, almost like he was in Philly last night for. That's so LeBron weird. LeBron passing him on the scoring sheet. It's almost like I can die now. Yeah. <laughs> now that you've passed, this has fucked though. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, like you're saying, like it's he was he would take a helicopter everywhere. That's what his like mode of transportation was. Cause well, yeah, because he lived in LA, right? Yeah, so and he's it's like, like he's just balling. He's like, well, just why do traffic? I'll just take an helicopter everywhere. I wonder what Bill Bird's gonna say. about yeah. this, huh? that's <laughs> yeah. all I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> that that's great for your podcast. Hey guys, guess what? Wonder what the guy on the other podcast is gonna say. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, I mean, he's deep into helicopters. Yeah, he's right? deep, deep into helicopters. This I know. thing, we this thing drops on uh, Tuesday. It's like the 29th. Yeah. So by then it'll be like they'll have the funeral probably and all that. But yeah. Pretty crazy to it's see. Gonna, it's gonna be old news by then. Three days by the time this podcast comes out. But I was telling my girl, we just found out, like you said, fifteen minutes ago. I'm like, well, he was a legend before. Now he's a god, pretty yeah. much. You know, that's how it how it goes down. I'm sure dude. he'd probably prefer to be alive in a legend. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? I mean, if we're talking preference, yeah. of yeah. course, he didn't want to die on that flight. Isn't this, isn't this I when I start, I started comedy like ten years ago. And yeah. Like ten years ago, I would have been like, oh, let's like watch my best Kobe joke I can make right now. Like, isn't? And now I'm just like older and like, oh, it's, no, it's very sad. Like, yeah. Oh, it's, it's very sad. Absolutely. That Steve Martin. That Steve Martin thing is coming true for me, where it's like. Everyone's like, oh, when you're young, you make jokes about cancer, and then your friends start getting cancer, and you just go, I'm not making jokes about cancer anymore. Oh, and I, I think even, I, I'm He said that yeah, as a joke? Or? No, he just said that as like an observation about comedy. That's a good point. Yeah, when, when it's it, close to you. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, you know, when you're young and like you don't care, you're just like, yeah, I'm being edgy, bro. Like, I, yeah. when, you, when you look at stuff I was talking about when I started out, I look at my first notebook, and the stuff I wrote, I wouldn't even say on a podcast now. You're pre- it's pretty much what I just opened this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> World War Three around you asked for it, you know? <laughs> Next, they're coming after LeBron. It's like, no. Bro, it's fucked up, though, man. It's like, now he's going to be Tupac level, you know, like... Yeah. Like a martyr for basketball, almost. There's going to be the Kobe Bryant. There's going to be ten times Kobe Bryant. Yeah, you can never say another bad word about Kobe. Yeah, the, I was I was a Phoenix Suns fan growing up because I grew up in Vancouver. So Steve Nash, yeah, played for the Suns, and Kobe would end any chance of that team having a championship every year. Yeah, it'd be like they're going to win it this year, and then they'd run into the Lakers, and Kobe would just start. So playing. he was like a villain for you. Hated Kobe so yeah. much. He would. So you wish this upon him, pretty much, is is what you're saying. You willed this. No, I... I, Listen, probably... No. (laughs) You send out negative vibes into the world and look what the fuck happened, bro. 
Yeah. I, <sighs> if I had that Aaliyah power. went down and Aaliyah died in a plane crash. That's uh yeah, the plane crash really does take it is out weird a to lot see. of people, doesn't it? It's so weird, especially for like uh for pop culture. It's weird to see famous people die relatively 41 41 yeah, yeah. oh I mean, and he was and, retired he probably should have died at like 80 or something like that yeah, he no, should have been halfway through his life if anything yeah exactly and he was like died, now obviously. like well when you're when you're the biggest nba star on the planet for 20 years like i'm sure you don't have that much family time so he probably just started getting yeah family you just time said he's having time. a new daughter he had a new kid like within the last year so it's basically a newborn that's an that's yeah, so sad man yeah, that really yeah. is so sad sorry i'm just making this sadder and sadder <laughs> no i mean going through the details of it people people who had to like they're we making them relive it yeah i know yeah. already yeah <laughs> this is why i don't i don't like to record podcasts too long before the date i release them oh yeah because I, like um Topical stuff sometimes pops up. It doesn't always pop up, mm. but I don't like it when it sounds like super out of touch, like yeah. a three weeks ago thing. Oh yeah, especially nowadays. It's like like a, co- they're yeah. gonna be talking about this for more than two days, two, bro. More than two days. It's gonna be Which very relevant something. by Tuesday. Trust me. Like yeah. and it's it's sad to see. I by by the time this is released, anybody who's listening to this, hopefully, or I'm sure the details will have been already. Like, yeah, publicized. hopefully his daughters you know I mean? weren't on it. No, they weren't. I just, I just, uh, um, yeah. I just googled it. It I'm was hear- confirmed. I'm hearing back and forth that like ABC reported that they were. I don't know. Rick Fox might have been on it. Who knows? Like whoever the other four people were. Obviously, no, I saw that. I, I didn't even know who Rick day. Fox is. Number one. Okay, he's he was like he played with Kobe. During, okay, like, the championship day. Okay, okay, yeah. Because I just saw he was confirmed not on there. His daughter uh, said like, "Oh, he's still good." Okay. Yeah. Jeez. But yeah, man, thanks for coming <laughs> on, bro. <laughs> Jimmy's a guy in here in Toronto with those yeah. comedies. Yeah. Super funny yeah, guy. Super fun. <laughs> yeah, well, what's about your background? What about your immigrant experiences? Yeah. <laughs> what a way to open How up. How do you feel podcast. different? Yeah. 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 No, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah that, uh, from Vancouver. I moved to Toronto. You moved to Toronto two years ago, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think two we years ago. came about the same time. Yeah. Why is it that I thought you were from Windsor? Cause I thought- uh, yeah, so I grew up in Vancouver. I went to law school in Windsor. Yeah. Oh, that's what to took Toronto. you to Windsor. Yeah, I went to Windsor. So for you're doing years. comedy there? Uh, no, I was, Detroit, I was doing Windsor. comedy yeah. in Windsor and Detroit still. Uh, just, you know, it was a lot more limited in Windsor and Toronto. It was like, like uh, the scene in Windsor was. Like five guys. It was like me, uh, Max Sheldrick, yeah. Paul Montagne, like, yep. like Scott, uh, Rob Kemeny, and there was one club that did Friday Saturday shows and a couple of bar shows. And and you'd have to guys. go into Detroit though, right? Oh yeah, I went to Detroit a bunch. You know, remember yeah. New Way Bar? New Way Bar, yeah. The In Ferndale on Nine Mile. That's where yes. I did my first set. So me and me and Sheldrick uh, did uh, Max Sheldrick, who lives in Toronto now. He's been on the podcast. Yeah, so great good. guy. Yeah, terrible comedian, but <laughs> <laughs> these are facts. These <laughs> are facts. <laughs> I just love I just love doing that because I know he's somewhere sitting listening. To this. He's going to go, you son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's crying about Kobe, and then he hears that <laughs> he's, that motherfucker. That's his reaction. He's got a shrine of, a of Kobe. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Me and Sheldrick once did like I think we did that bar and. A couple other spots and um, and a weird podcast somewhere in Detroit. There was a podcast. This guy ran a podcast in Detroit where it was like he would bring on like four comedians. And the idea of the podcast, which wasn't a bad idea, which was, you know, bring out in an inventive sort of idea, something, something. Like a pro- novel thing? The novel idea. Mm-hmm. And, and then everyone would talk about it. And that would be like four ideas. Like riff about it? Riff about it. Basically, okay, right? okay, okay. Yeah. And how'd it go? 
it was good, except the guy who hosted it kept just killing all the riffs so he could move on on the ideas. The, basically, the idea of the podcast was he, his idea was last, so he was just trying to get to his idea so he could talk about his oh, idea. I hate that. <laughs> so he was, yeah. it was a great idea. The host just couldn't do it well, where he, like, everyone yeah. brought up an idea. We all, like, riffing on it, making you fun of it. You have a structure, a general structure, but he was sticking to it too hard. Yeah, he was sticking to it too hard because he, and he wouldn't, he wasn't, like, letting the jokes flow you would just cut the jokes yeah. off okay now next and yeah. now next and yeah. then i realized very quickly because it's like a 45 minute podcast that he just he was tr- quickly trying to get to his idea <laughs> then he got to his idea which was um it was like amazon for appliances like you you could appliances are on amazon no no like it was like you could it was like sorry uber for appliances oh, like, okay. like borrow an appliance for like an hour oh and then it would go away and then, so we started like making <laughs> so we, a stove. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, like I need a stove. So you Six go guys. into your phone and go, hey, stove. And then the stove is like wheeling around the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And then it comes into your door and comes in. I'm like, first of all, you have to it's vent like four stove. other things yeah, yeah. for this to like mobile it's stove. Terrible idea. Yeah. yeah. So we're riffing on it, except he's not doing this. Like he's just killing every joke. You're like, no, this is a good idea. And not laughing along. Just taking it super serious, like no, this is actually gonna happen. What a waste of time! Yeah, it was such a weird. It was such it's such a weird thing because it was like five of us. What was it called? Do you remember? Uh, it's no longer a thing. I'm assuming. Uh, probably. Uh, creative. Four comics and an idea. Yeah, it was called like cre- four comics and a host. Uh, I wish I, I wish <laughs> I could. I wish I could come up with it. It's like creative ideas or something along those lines. I can't remember. Um, I'm never gonna do it again. Yeah, so I don't yeah give that doesn't sound. No one. I don't think anybody's listening to yeah, it. No. If you do listen to that podcast, email the immigrant section at yeah. gmail.com. <laughs> Tell us what it is and what your favorite episode is. Uh, yeah, there was all in Detroit. There's also Laugh Tracks Comedy Club. I don't know if that's still around, but that was in the back. Of Mark Ridley's Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Yeah, yeah I did that a few times. They. That I was, kept sending them emails to do their Wednesday uh, amateur. Yeah, I sent week after week, and then they never hit me up. I know. Kind of like Yuck Yucks here. So I just went to New Way Bar. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was my first set there, dude. Dude, uh, I think Comedy Castle might have been my first set when I moved because I was trying to figure out where to do spots. So, so in just, Vancouver, were you just getting up all the time? Yeah, I had a good relationship with, uh, you want to hear funny, so the Comedy Mix in Vancouver. Okay. Which, is a really, which was a really great club. It was honestly one of the best in the country. It's hot. Like, the crowds were killing it. Uh, I heard in the West that you actually get crowds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you do this with this place. more so than Toronto, which is flooded. There's a thousand shows. Yeah, um, there. Yeah, you do get some. I mean, you still get your bar shows that have like three people. And mm-hmm. I've done Standard. Shows, Standard shows in a bagel shop. I did bagel shop for a while. As you do, yeah. Bagel comedy, they yeah. probably called it. Um, yeah, no. So the comedy mix was uh, this club that was just awesome. Super hot crowds, packed out every night. And I used to work the door. The manager liked me, so he would put me on a bunch. And then I, when I moved to Windsor, he would give me spots every time I went back. So I would get just a lot of spots when I go back to Vancouver. And uh, I would do like the went Tuesday, Wednesdays, did Friday guest spots and all that, weekend guest spots and stuff. And then so one day, and the thing about moving to Toronto, when I finally moved to Toronto, you Toronto makes you ask for things because there's so many comedians here. Yeah. And there's so many people willing to do whatever, anything. Yeah. anything yeah, yeah, yeah. That you, you can't just like sit around and be like, oh, yeah, that was funny. Somebody will like come to me. Yeah, say, someone's going to come knocking on this door. Yeah, yeah. No, no one gives Someone's going to come no for this five minutes. fuck about yeah, you. Yeah, which, which is a beautiful thing in, in a way because you can kind of just develop as you go along. But then it is also like, oh, I, I want that thing. How do I get it? 
But then I realized yeah, in a quickly, smaller market, your your like skills or whatever they propagate through the market. Yeah, yeah. people be like, "Chew in, he had a great set. Oh, let's get him on." You know, yeah, none yeah, of that. None of that. Here, happened. it's like you got to be on a daily grind for three, four years. Yeah, and then your name gets added to like basically the roster of standard. It's so funny because here. well, like that was the thing. So so you you get to you have to ask for things in Toronto, right? And it makes you like that's an uncomfortable thing for new comedians because it's like I don't you don't want to feel like. Like, want it a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. You, you know, like whatever that thing is that we're all insecure about so but after living in toronto for a while I just realized no you have to be like hello how's you got to constantly be knocking on doors my name's jeevan like moved here a little while ago yada 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 all oh, these people have seen me they think i'm funny give some vouchers and then you can like get on the other thing is like just if you are a younger comedian starting in toronto like make sure you're ready for the opportunities that you're going to be given right yeah like, that's the thing i came to toronto and i had years under my belt so i did feel comfortable like if you give me that i'll be able to do it hell yeah because there's other people where it's like they're just asking 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 and not developing in the meantime so when they got the opportunity yeah and like, then, it's like, then you just you choke choke on yeah. the spot and then then you're and then fucked. that door's closed <laughs> that door that you just <laughs> got, got open is yeah. now cl- yeah, firmly so closed firmly closed for a long time yeah yeah so that was uh the, the funny thing is, is i i didn't even realize because when i go back to Vancouver, I would ask the manager for spots and he would give me them. So in a way I was asking, but then I never realized that. So after a while I'd have good sessions, yada, yada, yada. And when I moved to Toronto, I went like, I'm gonna ask to a middle. So I go up to the manager, I'm like, hey, like I've been developing a lot in Toronto. Like, do you think I could start maybe doing extended sets, something like maybe middle on the weekends? And he goes, Oh yeah, yeah. You've been ready. You've been ready to middle for a while. Just been waiting for you to ask me. And I'm like, oh, it's beautiful. Wait. Like, That's wait. how it is. That's how but it wait. is. I'm like, wait. Did you just think I was coming here, going like, no, no, no. The, the guest spots are enough for me. I'm not looking to move up until I'm like, this guy's. Wait till he asks, and then yeah. Kind of, but, it's like when you have a job and like but, you are ready to get a raise. <laughs> they don't just give you a raise. They wait for you, you to, ask. to ask. Yeah. So here's the funniest thing. I was pumped. I was like, yeah, awesome. Get to me. I walk into the back, go to the green room. I sit down, and I'm super pumped about it. And there's this comedian, Chris. I go to him. I'm like, "Hey, man, like, I'm about I'll, the middle. I just got, to, I just got the middle. It's super excited." He goes, "Oh, that's awesome. I, you didn't hear the place is closing down?" <laughs> uh, huh? Hmm? What was that? Uh, Sorry, it's closing in like four weeks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Oh, great! I got fast." <laughs> this is a comedy mix. Comedy when did mix. it close down? Uh, last April. So. April of 2019. I don't know. I, That's I hearing. I haven't been to Vancouver. Now you got to start that whole thing over yeah. with like a, some <laughs> new manager. Can I work the door? <laughs> Try to start that whole two-year start, process start or whatever the fuck again. it is. Yeah. Well, I I'm hearing different things about the mix. I don't know if it's uh, if it's if it's closed permanently or because it was part of a hotel. Yeah. Comedy all, venues are tough. It's a tough business. Yeah, man. So we, it's a yeah. tough business. Yeah, it's a lot of go up and fail constantly. I don't know if I'm just the the comedy quarry closed down in Windsor, which I spent like I anywhere I've been going regularly. You're like Drake with the Raptors. Yeah, you just know? Every, everywhere I go regularly and I leave the place. They're like, "Gee, Win, we know you were coming to do the weekend, but sit this one out, buddy. Okay, all right. We're gonna see how this thing goes without you." Yeah, dude. I um yeah, I started out in Victoria actually. That was my Victoria, BC. Oh yeah, yeah that's Talk on the about island. Crowds. Yeah, the island. They have crowds. Uh, so back when I started there, which was long, long time ago, <laughs> Jesus. Um, but there's a club called Hecklers. Yeah, it's a sports bar uh, during the week. Perfect and, for yeah. a club named yeah. Hecklers, dude. It, honestly, though, it's an amazing club. Yeah. So the guy who owns it, Aaron, runs it super well, knows comedy well. So 
and the whole city knows that that's the comedy club on the weekends. So uh, you go in. Uh, there's a stage, curtain, the whole night, and like the bar. Like perfect. proper setup, yeah. Proper setup. TVs are shut off and blankets over. Like, you know oh, I mean? like, okay, 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 okay. Like so it turns yeah. into a proper. Yeah, club. It's just everyone a, faces the right direction. Yeah, everything. No Everyone's there for a show. Hell yeah. no, None of the ambush. Hell like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dinner. I know you're mid meal, but comedy yeah. is about to happen. Yeah. So back when I started. Um, they used to have uh so it's part it's in the basement of a ramada in the bar and the ramada itself is this really kind of a really old ramada and behind the check-in like the lobby yeah there's a hotel lobby bar okay and it's straight from like the 70s it's like a smoky like wooden like red carpet i don't know if i they can tell the vibe of it's like a, it's like a little room it's yeah. not that big and it would seat about like 40 to 50 give or take just a little bit bigger than the corner and that so they used to have an open mic on thursdays there and so there'll be thursdays open mics and then friday saturday shows or whatever the shows at the hecklers were so um the the scene in victoria at the time i think it was like 30 40 comedians give or take so you would not get that many like the open mic would be 20 people give or take, and they would get a de- have pretty decent crowd most of the time. Like, it would, sometimes it'd fall off and it'd be, like, six people in the crowd. But sometimes you come in, like, it's, like, 20, 25 people for an open In mic. a 40-person room. Yeah. So it's nice. Yeah. For, uh, 20, 25 people, 20, 25 audience members listening for an to open, an open mic. mic is yeah. crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a That's awesome small market place. stuff. Yeah. Awesome place to yeah. start out because then you don't get that soul-sucking. <laughs> is it super dead over there in the summer? Because that whole area is so beautiful and, like, there's so many people that oh, yeah. live an outdoorsy lifestyle that I imagine shows in the summer were just ghost towns. Oh, yeah, yeah. So shows Vancouver, in the summer, too, probably. Yeah, Vancouver especially because, well... In the they go to the Whistler, they go, like, they go... I yeah, guess you hiking. just go to Zipline and hiking. stuff. Already Zipline, hiking, Well, that's that all kind daytime stuff. stuff, right? Yeah. There's not a lot of nighttime outdoor activities. There's a lot of bars and, like, there's, like, a boutique little town around Whistler, right? Uh, no, Whistler is... Whistler's is like a Whistler, little town with like a it's bunch of Australians. Like, all Australians. Yeah, yeah, all Australians. All Australians. All Australians. Whistler is just an Australian town, really. Yeah, pretty much. So in and, Canada, Canada and Australia have this thing where it's like very easy for Canadians and Australians, vice versa, to get two-year visas to, you know, the other per, the other country. To work. So all these Australians, like literally thousands of Australians come to Canada. They don't go all over. They go specifically to British Columbia, Whistler, and they're there just to pretty much ski oh, and yeah. snowboard and like work as bartenders and servers. Work as or snowboard people or like they work on the mountain. Dude, I so, went there. Every person I talked to in a service position had an Australian. Yeah. Every, every 100%. I was like, holy this fuck. Is, here's what happens is there is apparently skiing and snowboarding in Australia. Yeah. And since it, the seasons are kind of reversed, their winters are. Oh, true, true. So they, the snowboard folks who just love to snowboard will live in Australia for six months where they get to snowboard and work at the Australian mountain. Yeah, they chase the powder. And then, yeah, exactly. And then they move to Whistler or Banff. Banff's another one for a lot of Australian folks. And they'll work um, like the 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 chairlifts and the. They're the pretty much working for skip for a season pass, right? Yes, and you get up to <laughs> season pass if you work there. So you work, and when you're not working, you're snowboarding. Australians are crazy, dude. Yeah. dude when I was in Whistler, could you imagine? By the way, do you know Justin Trudeau used to live in Whistler in like the '90s? He's a hardcore boarder. Yeah, dude. He He's was a, a bro. He was a ski instructor in Whistler. It's selling coke it, by night. No, dude, no. He was slinging 
dick all oh, over yeah. Whistler. Are she you was, kidding yeah, me? Yeah, there's probably all these little, like, brown-faced <laughs> yeah, kids down there, you know, <laughs> with little, no father, you know? They're like, I want to run for prime minister one day. No, no, you're a bastard. You You'll never be able to. Australian chicks move back to Australia, and then they're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they have a half-brown baby. I didn't fuck anybody brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's Canadian royalty at but, the time. But, yeah, just our prime minister got caught hard for doing he used to be brown. big into brown, brown face, face. Yeah, like yeah, real big. Face. Like the pictures he has, like that surfaced like a couple months ago before yeah. like an election. Yeah. The level of quality of that painting, that was like movie level. Yeah. Like <laughs> let's paint it this person deep. brown. It was, like, no, it was deep brown. The finger, it wasn't just dark brown, but yeah. the fingernails were were perfectly perimetered. Like this was hours on a chair. My, my thing hours. Was like, it was it was it was for uh, the one the main picture was from an Arabian Nights party. Yeah, and he's got his arms around yeah, these white chicks, yeah. which is would never happen so, with this brown dude. First like, of all, <laughs> Saudi Arabians are not that dark. <laughs> like, they're, yeah, they're yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. But also, yeah, they just that, had fun with picture. it. So here's the funny thing: I'm doing. I've been doing this bit a little bit because I called my mom. And I was like, um, I'm Indian, by the way. <laughs> I call yeah, not a, if you're not watching the video, <laughs> Juin is a tall Indian man with a big beard. Big, he big has trouble man. at airports. Continue. Yes. Sorry. Uh, so <laughs> I call my mom and I was like, hey, like, did you see the news about Justin Trudeau? And she goes, oh, yeah, something, uh, something, yeah, something about a picture, right? Something about a picture. And I go, yeah, did you see the picture? Like, what about the picture? What do you think about that picture, mom? And she goes, um, oh, I... Yeah, that wasn't his wife that he was holding, was it? <laughs> like the most offensive thing about that picture to her. Who's our uh, who's ladies? Who's, who's woman? That, who's that bitch? Who's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is her husband? You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Is that that's the, the big problem. That's the big problem. Though. That's so funny, dude, dude. I I was railing against this election night because I I was supporting Jigme NDP. Yeah. And I I knew he was gonna lose seats in Quebec because brown guy turban, right? And I was like, but he'll pick them back up. In Brampton and in Surrey, which is where I'm from, which is huge, pretty much the Brampton of Vancouver. More so. Oh, yeah? yeah, um, Really? Yeah, yeah, Brampton is diverse compared to Surrey, BC. Because Brampton, people go, like, oh, it's all Indian people, which is like true, but it's all different kinds of Indian people. Oh, you got Bengalis, Gujaratis, Bengalis, Pakis, Indians. Yes. Yeah. In in Surrey, it's just Punjabis, which is just the North. Is that Sikh? Yeah, yeah. Most, yeah, Punjabi Sikhs. That's ninety-five yeah. percent of the population. Okay, so it's just one. So I go to Brampton, and people are like it's the same. Like it is in in the in certain ways, but also it's like I'll meet people who are like half Gujarati and half Punjabi. I'm like, whoa, Damn, yeah, diversity, man. <laughs> like, so I was like, he'll pick them back up there because I was like, for sure, brown people are gonna vote for the brown. Of guy. course, of course. All liberal, all, if you go back and look at the election, every single Brampton seat, which is 10 seats, and every single Surrey seat, which is like four seats, all liberal. I'm like, you motherfuckers all voted for the Trudeau. fucking brown face guy. That's Seriously? funny. They're like, this guy knows how to have fun. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, yeah. It's very endearing almost because it's like, hey, I chose to look like this. Like, I'm not going to dress up like uh, would no, a KKK no, I mean, guy ever dress up as a black dude and just go to a party and have fun? It's like, yeah, no, dude, you would I'm do sure it. That's you do it as an insult. You yes. do it. You dress up as a black yeah, dude and then your an KKK insult. buddies yeah. pretend to beat you up. That's yeah. a racist thing. There would be thing. a KKK party where black dude, somebody dressed up as a black dude and then just made and they'd fuck horrible fucking racist jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's happened. But this, uh, he looks like he's he's out there having yeah. fun. I mean, in reality, what happened was all, all those places want more immigration. So they were like. 
if we vote, if we don't vote liberal, then the conservatives will win and immigration will get cut off. And then my uncle can't come to Frampton. Fuck. That's real what it is. Like it's, you think people, people are mostly one issue voters. Sorry, I just bought, no, I bought yeah. the political logic. No, you got to. <laughs> You're big into politics. Huh? You, yeah. I mean, you practice law. What kind of law do you practice? I did practice law. I don't practice law anymore. Oh, what um, happened? Uh, were, yeah. Don't tell me you were disbarred. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm still. I'm not currently practicing as a, the right one. I guess. I uh, I just I'm doing comedy, so I want to do that full time. So I'm trying to get that. How are you paying the bills though? I got I got jobs here. I'm doing like okay. Short a little contract. Those short picks some up here and there. I'm not lawyering as it were, but I'm doing uh, something called. Uh, like I'm well right now I'm not like I'm just doing whatever it's short term projects yeah so you can get hired on to do short term legal work okay and then I was doing some other stuff before what when you were loitering so I <laughs> what were you doing mental health law oh which shit is so when someone like stabs someone then says like yo I'm insane you're the yeah. guy who <laughs> goes got... he's insane yeah. look at these look at these numbers we got a psychologist That's look at the stuff yeah. he's insane he's crazy yes uh, kind of that that the, basically so the the thing that once that happens, this is like the common misconception. It's called not criminally responsible by way of mental disorder. Yes. So when that when, seems to be the scapegoat that all serial killers, yes. all these people, that's the hand their lawyers the, play. The, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, people think it's easy. It's so, I thought it was easy. Yeah. When people when people tell you like when you tell people that's what I do, they're like, oh, so you just like help murderers be insane? No, and people are stupid. Yeah. yeah it's like, like no, for the uh, for, for real, there it's. You have to go through psychiatric testing. You have to do lots of, like, you have to do, it's not like they just go like, oh, yeah, you must be insane. Go rule. You have to go to the hospital for four, 60 days and get tested repeatedly and get treatment to see if treatment works on you. That sort of stuff, too. And then at the point, there's uh, the judge will rule one way or the other. There's a court-appointed uh, psychiatrist as well. So there's, like... And also, most is people- a court appointed psych- psychologist like real shitty. No, no, there's no like they kind of like he seems fine yeah. and he's just like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> he just says sane to everybody. First of all, it's, uh, sane. Yeah, it's a psychiatrist, not a psychologist. Which, it, like, if there's a psychiatrist out there who's now going, like, it's not a fuck, like, you know what I mean, yeah, they, yeah. They, they hate psychologists. psychologists are like academics pretty much, and psychiatrists have. Medical, uh, yes, they went to med schools, have right? medical training, and psychologists are, are are more under the impression that it's uh sociological, so yeah. There's so they know theory in this, no, no, like, like psychiatrists will always say it's a medical issue, yeah. Those psychologists will more, lean more towards a holistic sort of there's the social issue here. There's, uh, there also could be a medical issue, but there's, you know, there's the, also the Oedipus complex. Yeah, like all that sort of stuff. So the fuck, he and stuff. killed and raped eight people. <laughs> Is he crazy or yeah. not? I mean, yeah. He wants to I don't know where I fall on it, even though I have a psychology degree as well. But yeah, so the thing is, and the number one thing is, most people are like, like you, people who have theories are like, if I kill somebody, I'll just plead insanity. It's like that was most, my plan. Yeah, that was your plan. The thing is. You need a history, not you don't you don't need, but it's most people who get found not criminally responsible for a crime have a history of a psychiatric history. Like it's not that they just woke up one yeah, day. Yeah, I heard, no, I I hear you loud and clear. You heard this on the immigrant section first. Also, if you're this planning is not on, legal advice. If you're planning <laughs> on killing someone, make sure a couple months before go into seven elevens naked, screaming. Do it two or three times and then you murder the person. You get arrested, they lock it and you go in the back of the police car, you shit yourself. You do that a couple times help your lawyer out in yeah. six months down the road. That's like, I should definitely 
definitely said none of this constitutes any legal advice and I cannot be held liable for anything that might have been said on this podcast. <laughs> He's winking if you're not watching the video. You see how automatic that yeah. was? Yeah. Like, that was just, quick disclaimer. Like, yeah, yo, we have to have it, man. People take – there's rules about it. There's rules about – About you specifically not giving legal counsel. You have to yeah, be very have, clear that this be, is not yeah, legal counsel. Comes, like, the rules are basically applied to like when, yeah, somebody comes up to you at a party and asks you a question. And and so does that constitute legal advice? And there's rules around it. You have to say, listen, this isn't legal advice. So if this isn't legal advice, no one no one can come after me. And if you if you do come after me, maybe you can plead insanity at that point. Do you ever do there's you no have, there's no pod this by the way, the, the bylaws have nothing to say about podcasts. So yeah, like, we're like in a gray area. Six here. people at home getting ready to murder. Yeah. Oh, thank God I listen to this, right? <laughs> that dude who shot down Kobe's fucking helicopter oh my God. did not do any did his fucked up. He no, did not he go naked into seven eleven. Should have waited fifteen minutes until this podcast came out. <laughs> he fucked up. Yeah. He fucked up, dude. Can't wait to can't wait till like careers are ruined by this no, <laughs> 11 years 48 people 48 people are gonna be like, like, that's, 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 that's not the worst no, I'm they, when they I'm like kidding. go go deep they go you, like what i want to know is 14 you tweeted this and it's like Dude. they will yeah once we're like known and stuff like that that's when the fucking i've been loser cave people yeah. be like let's destroy is it, him isn't it always it's like it is like you got to be on the radar before so motherfuckers quick. go back it's so quick like the shane gillis thing which yeah was messed up what he did on that part like not like messed up like it wasn't a great joke it was like he i never went back and listened to it but it was it was he did like, like a, a chinese accent, accent or something yeah he did that are you watching the video if you're watching this you're watching this in 2028 yeah exactly yeah no but snl i'm doing the snl interview look at this <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> I shouldn't even be laughing. Uh, no, this you're ruined too, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. done. I'm you're done. done. We're both done. We're yeah. Done. Why are we even doing? I don't this have is, a career to destroy. Yeah. Anyway, this episode is not being released. That's the thing. Like, so Shane Shane Gillis got got the call. Like, they made the announcement on whatever, like a Saturday, which means that you know that that you're the guy. It's not like they pick you and they just announce it right away. They, they do, vet you. No, not even vet you. You have to do like contracts and like meetings and all that. Oh, your agents like involved. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole like yeah, month long process, right? So people must know that he's doing it, yada, yada. And then when they announce it, it's been, uh, you, you've you known for seven, eight months, right? So they announce it, now it's official. And on the well, Monday- I don't know if you've known seven, eight months, but sorry. Yeah, going. whatever yeah. it is. You've like, known in advance time. Yeah, advance yeah. time. And then on like the next day, like Sunday or Monday, somebody like posts this video of him on some obscure podcast from years ago, right? And it's like, it's like, like were you just sitting on that like you're waiting for the announcement oh 100 percent, dude that's how people do these things that's how i've noticed man like grab him by the pussy when trump was in the election grab him by the pussy dropped a little bit right before the election also brown face dropped a month month one month and grab him by the pussy they both dropped like one month before no people time it but that's but that's to do maximum damage that's politics for like we can that's also a messed up thing about politics but for for that person the whistleblower to get the most possible like media momentum they have to wait for them to be officially announced on snl which which makes sense but that's the thing is we're making we're bringing the political mudslinging dirty tactics of politics to everything else in life right? yeah because so it like, gives these losers nobodies it gives them an opportunity a little platform to right. be heard just momentarily i'm gonna out 
the shittiness of people that make it, so to speak. Right. I'm gonna fucking Google you on everything you've ever done. I'm gonna listen to everything. I'm gonna make notes. Yeah. Because I am fucking. Because like, I am insane. Yeah, yeah. And when I kill, there'll be a history. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's like you know you could just be out there grinding and trying to do it. People are like, people have nothing, man. Yeah. Like if you do that, why? If anything, like man, people want to see, like. Uh, no, people burned That's like the current day Burned at the stake You yeah. know Like he's a witch Like to To get that footage Off the podcast And put it online And being like I went back And I was deeply offended That SNL is choosing This person It's not even that person It's not even that person Which is fine You did that But like The piling on Like the un- Irrational like no Nobody thinks about Okay like In context This guy did This one joke Should he lose The biggest opportunity Of his whole career because he did one it's bad not that the him. real problem is snl being like yo yeah. we don't stand by huh you, got, you the public you, you don't like this okay he's out he's out okay yes. we, he's that's that, the well, real that's, problem and, and that's what that's, like you gotta give like well, that what makes it not real is because snl is a business and they're they're held up by sponsorship so they know that if, if the sponsors go we're not putting ad on there, then they fucks them, which I I get, man. Like it's you're, business, you're, yeah. You're you got to pay your bills. The lights so, got to stay on. So, blah, blah blah. So, but with the fact that we're looking at corporations as being the bastards of like, oh, if we tell the corporate, like the corporations only listen when it involves money. So somebody, some, we don't know that we all figured out the formula is like if we. Uh, Get offended and say we're not going to buy the product. Then yeah, they'll. I'm say, not watching SNL so because it's not real. They don't it's stand not, it's with not their real artists. learning about social issues and make actually bettering ourselves. It's just threatening to withhold virtue signaling is what they call it, right? Yeah, yeah virtue signaling. Is it's like oh, SNL does not associate themselves with this kind of content. Therefore, we are dropping this person. No, like for that example, kind of bullshit. Like, like when you said the Trump thing about the grab him by the pussy. Yeah. There's no. There's. There's. The, when somebody drops that and they say, this, "Listen, this guy's not fit to be president," because yeah, look how he based on this women. conduct, yeah, yes, there's no, there's that's more. It makes more sense in the political landscape because this person's trying to be the leader and he's trying to make laws that affect everybody and trying including to make, women, yeah, including women. And he's a predator based on this audio, yeah, and, and his history of sexual yeah, assault. So yeah. yes, that <laughs> makes more sense. But when also it comes that. to like, oh, w- like just tell the corporation. To we're not gonna support you because if you hire this guy, then we're not gonna give you the money that you want for your fucking toothbrushes or whatever. Then that's not really you're not making a difference when it comes to should Shane be on the question is should Shane be on because he made racist jokes in the past, and what what it becomes is we'll just threaten to take your ad ad revenue away. In which case they go we don't care it, like it's just not gonna be Shane's not on here. Because that's going to lose us yeah. 18 cents on... But here, if they were known, if SNL had a firm stance, like Comedy Central standing with Dave Chappelle, like the the N-word is on... All these things, like... Yeah, but that was... If a, they have a, a firm thing. stance as no we, stand, we stand behind the talent that we get, mm. then corporations... Uh, and, sorry, their sponsors mm. will... It'll be much harder to actually be like, yo, we're going to drop your sponsor if you keep this person on. Because we have a history of having on people that... Uh, you know, have have stirred the pot, so to speak, right. uh, in social media or in whatever. Right. Like, sure, we, we realize we, we, they did that. They're not doing it now. They're not doing it while they're on air with us. They, uh, We just have them make an apology on air uh, about that kind of stuff or whatever. But we don't cut them based off what they did years ago. Yeah. As soon as they do that, now the next person that they find out they're on, mm-hmm. 
the sponsors have the exact same power to just be like, yo, uh, Coke, the, uh, Coke is not comfortable being yeah, associated that's another with thing that's, XXX, you know? Yeah, there's another thing that's kind of weird where it's... That's what's if, amazing if, about if, this if, podcasting if, industry, bro. Yeah, well, the, the thing about... So, Don Cherry, right? Which is he? Out, yeah. So Don Cherry got fired a couple months back. If people, don't but know. apparently they've been wanting to get him. Yeah, out. I didn't know that. So I didn't know. About they've that. been wanting to get him out. They've, this was just the opportunity. Yeah. So yeah. they've been wanting to get him out for a while, because uh, uh, you know, like CB, he was a legend. He's super on CBC, expensive. Super expensive, but also when he switched over to Sportsnet, now CBC is more of a public broadcasting place. Yeah, they were paying him so, a fortune, but they also get government money, right? Yeah. And, and so it's not as Sportsnet is a private company that gets all their money from Rogers and ad revenue. Okay. So Don Cherry being Don Cherry is more of a problem on Sportsnet than it is on CBC. Gotcha. Right? So so they they were looking to get rid of him because uh, they knew it was going to cause an issue. And then when this thing happened, they were right away. They're like, it was a time. The climate, everything was perfect. They, yeah. There was enough of a controversy that they're like, all right, boom, let's do yeah, it. And yeah. because let's be honest, anybody who was really offended by that those comments a lot, aren't actually watching Coach's Corner. Oh, like, yeah. I haven't he seen says Coach's it every, every two weeks, apparently. Like, <laughs> this is, like, standard Dude, for him. Yeah, he said, like, he said some crazy things. There's compilations online of just, yeah. like, all oh, the yeah, shit they all he came said. Out, all the background. This was just yeah. the perfect window of time with the there climate was, and everything. Yeah, because, well, that was the thing. I'm sure Rogers was waiting. And that's a big problem, too. It's like, Don't now, do it. Because now you've given the Don't keys, the keys to firing to a corporation. I'm sure... Um, Don't immigrants piss you off, Don? If this hasn't happened before, it probably will happen soon. Where, say, you're working for uh, whatever NBC and you have a big issue with NBC, let's say you're Conan O'Brien. Well, what's what's to stop NBC from just buying some Twitter bots? Some what Twitter bots? Twitter bots starting a hashtag and then being like, like you know, just picking something up and then making a story of it and then just using that to fire Conan. Just because of the scandal that if all of the paper trail is a like if all the paper trail is visible for that or they can go back to it, then that's just some crazy scandal. You know, mm. the fear of that being outed. That's like I don't know, man. Like that's there's there's two things that are kind of happening simultaneously: the the corporate keys get being given, but also outrage only lasts two days, maybe yeah. more. Yeah, so we'll maybe like two, the next two days day. max, right? So like so. When you're when you're when you're thinking of doing shady stuff, you you want you're like why don't we just risk it? And if we do get caught, just ride out the storm, right? A lot of these companies are big enough to ride out the storm, and that's what the Trump era has been different about. Like when you have so much shit going on all the time, it's hard to keep up. Remember Kids in Cages? That's no. not oh yeah, Mexico. That's not changed. Yeah, they're still like we were mad about it for like a week. Oh, they're still in the cages. Yeah, they're, not, they're like they're they're still huge issues at the border, but they're just like well, the next thing is now like what what else can we? Talk Kobe's about? dead. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so it's like moving Kobe's on. dead. So and there is like there becomes a bit of a quality to the issues. So if he, for example, if Trump says something messed up one day about uh, Iran, and then the next week the kids in cages, and the next week like. The kids in cages is worse than one comment about Iran. When the president makes a comment around, it is a big deal. 
but the actual issue of families being separated at the border is a way bigger deal. But when it comes to like the news cycle being two days long and outrage just being constant, those things kind of melt together. That's to come and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the there, there's no there's no peaks and valleys when it comes to like this is crazy. So like to stand out from the storm is it's harder. So all those big issues that really need to be seen. Like right now, if I was like online and I'm just like a typical you know, online go or consumer, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I saw two headlines. One said, children, Mexican children still being separated from parents, still in cages. Yeah. And the other one said, the new coronavirus killing people. I'm going to click that new virus. Yeah. Cause, oh, wait, what's yeah. this? I haven't, yeah, exactly. you all, you always go to the new thing. It's oh, new, that, that's yeah, fucked up. But new, you know, I read on that. Thing. Yeah. The coronavirus is like, that's why the coronavirus, I just looked into that today. It's fucking, it's killed 80 people worldwide. Yeah. It's like, yo, what the that's fuck? Not, Let's slow down. It's just the, the new thing just gets so much steam. Yeah. 80 people worldwide. 80 people worldwide. There's that many people it, there's died like 3, today. There's like 3,800. Yeah, exactly. There's people died today. Yeah, more Kobe's died yeah. <laughs> today in than Vancouver. people of coronavirus. 80 people died on, on, in Vancouver this week on heroin, easily. But that's it's just, just normal. We have short attention spans, man. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's a coronavirus. Like, what? What is that? What does that mean? It's actually like you can't transfer it that easily. I bet, like, Miller and, like, Keith's, they're all oh, so happy. No. <laughs> they're like, yeah, coronavirus. No, Never I, drink think, I think they're... They're probably all friends. owned by the same I, person. I think they're pissed. I think... Oh, because it's beer-related? I think, no, I think, like, eventually it's just kind of, like, because corona, 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 and then it just sticks in your head, and people are like, like, after reading coronavirus for a week, they're like, you know what, I can, I can go for corona. And then they'll just oh, go. I think, think Miller, actually, I think Miller is probably like fuck. It. It's actually Miller Miller Yeah, yeah exactly. It's called the Miller virus. We sell mo- so much more stock this <laughs> like week. We'd get that Miller light. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That's so. That's so true. Actually, they go to China. They just start. They get. They hire some fake Chinese people, yeah. a real yeah. people to make some fake fucking drug called the Miller virus. Yeah. It's ten times worse than the coronavirus. Yeah. Did you know? Like when the Ebola virus started, the Ebola glove company they sold way more gloves that week. No way. I had no, no you're, idea. You're the worst. Yeah, that was such a lie. A bullet glove? What the fuck? I would never buy you that. You believe bro. that so easily. The look bro, it sounds legit, bro. Yeah, you went like, to law school, bro. <laughs> you just ruined that. I'll trust nothing else. Like all those terrific points you made. They're all they're all gone yeah. down the drain. Oh man. Yeah. So wait, I actually you, would. I wonder if uh if this will actually affect corona. Is it coronavirus? Is that how yeah, it's that's cor- yeah, it's coronavirus. Everyone's yeah, coronavirus is It's just it, the fucking next I don't even thing, know man. what the Apparently came from like uh, came from like the um, oh. Chinese animal markets where they uh, sell like. Oh, you want to hear a, you want to hear a good conspiracy theory? Sure, go. For yeah, it. here's one. I, I I came up with this, so <laughs> I'm, proud, I'm proud of this. Okay, uh, it's the I want to say the Wunu province or the I can't remember which province, but it's the, it's this uh, province in China. But Chinese China's a totalitarian government, right? Like they're saying it came from. X. These are the bat soup thing. There's like there's bats in soup. Do you see that picture of the bat that, soup? By the way, no, there's no way. That's that's there's not no a real way. thing. Because no the that's, bat is full. full. Yeah, it's like sitting there, and it's half of it is outside, and it's just and it's chicken broth, and it's in chicken broth. Yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> like you know, I've like, never made <laughs> any like, but like if I was making bat soup, I would. You got to take the wings yeah, off. Yeah, you got to take the skin off. Let me get access. I can't access this meat with chopsticks. It's so stupid. Yeah, right. Yeah, once again, people sharing that video all over place so dumb um but no so china is working on a lot of things that we don't know about right oh, like they're, they're, the stuff we know about cloning humans crazy. yeah number cloning, one yeah, they got cloning, caught cloning the crispr humans. thing yeah yeah they got that, yeah they, they did that if they got caught cloning that one humans scientist on a small scale that, 
That one scientist. They're combining animals. They're they, 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 pigeons soon. They're going to fight the monkeys and shit. The gene thing, that one scientist uh, did gene modification on um, on uh, fetuses, and the kids were actually born. Uh, this was like, like a year ago. So he did gene modification, which is highly unethical. And to- like right now, even, even like when it came out, China, even the Chinese government was like, "We do not support this. We do not want this guy." Like everyone condemned this one like mad scientist guy. Which in the meantime, I'm, I'm literally sure, like I'm that sure guy China's, from South Park. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally like China's Chinese government's like, okay, say say we don't support it, then go find out how how he did it. And like if he wasn't already working for the Chinese government, he is now, but. So they what's what's to stop them thing like they're probably working on a biological weapon. What did the genetic? What did he change genetically? And the kids were born and they were like um, they had like beaks. No, fucking... no, it wasn't even like that, that's what people think when they think of genetic modification. It's like oh, like I automatically think yeah, like, two half like, can, animals. Can we give them like eight arms? No, it's like <laughs> two half change. animals that like in the middle they become yeah. the other. Yeah. They're, they're not fully. Yeah, they're trying to make a centaur. <laughs> just, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just an army just of centaurs. Middle. <laughs> just Chinese like a monkey and just at the arms just yeah. bird wings start yeah uh, no so most of where genetic modification is trying to go is diseases so he I think it was a disease so I think he was trying to stop he tried he moved the in the DNA what would yeah, they, allow the HIV virus to go into humans. Yeah, so he okay. was trying to make them HIV resistant. less susceptible, resistant. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, so he's like, this would be this would be a type of human that cannot be. So that was the only change he made. In the but DNA. instead, the kid had Cyclops eyes. Yeah, like well, we don't know. <laughs> That's the beans. thing, right? The That's, kid's alive. They're two. They're twins. He did it with a, a bunch of families. He did it with like five families. I think there's like four kids. And he's just trying to make them HIV resistant. He's not yes. trying to make them super strong, no, super smart, super no, fast. No, well, yeah, you, this would be the first time in human history that we've ever modified DNA on a on an embryo being born. So you're talking about like you can't you got to invent the wheel first before you make the car. But you, you know do so like realize you gotta, that genetic modification is 100% going to happen. Going to be happen on a wide That's international scale. That's the thing. It's like, it's, 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 good, it's written there. It's like, but like, of course, the scientific communities work, like they're like, okay, we're not going to just go start modifying Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethics have to be involved. Research, yeah. Test it on rats first, you know, yeah. go all the way up. Standard operating Standard procedures. Operating. And this guy just went Fuck it. We're just doing it, bro. And then he just started modifying It's fucked up, but it it's kickstart science. As fucked up as it sounds, you know all of the crazy, crazy uh, amount of research that Nazi scientists were able to do on, like, Holocaust victims? Mm. That pushed science forward in a, for a fucked up ethically reason. Fucked up, yeah. but it pushed science forward. This shit happens even though it's out of our control. And for the whatever happens to these twins... Uh, it's going to what's it called? It's it's gonna help the research coming up forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. How? Okay. So I've heard this before with the Nazi scientists. What Someone happened? has to go. What did the Nazi, Nazi scientists discover? Oh, they didn't necessarily discover any specific thing. They did a lot of testing on medication. They did a lot of uh, they did a lot of crazy testing you would never be able to do. Really? And I, I can't speak to exactly yeah. what yeah. they found. I wish I wish we could. We, I wish we but had a guy. I'm, I'm on a telling you, that's where's Patrick? You, your early episodes. I'm My boy Patrick. Yeah, yeah I used to, Dude, I, Patrick I, is the guy. The yeah, guy I, to told, I wanna I wanna have him on the podcast. Can I just, I, yeah. He, <laughs> I've never met that guy. He's knowledgeable as fuck. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. He sounded his voice 
He doesn't have a podcast voice. I'm sorry. He does. Like he, he does this weird. It's like he's like everything he says. Is like he's a, a announcer in the NBA. Like he's like, well, the, like, <laughs> no. he'll be like, it's actually driven by the occulty no, people, <laughs> and they were told that they would not be able to find this. Yeah, it's like, all right, so, thanks, Patrick. He, but he's knowledgeable as shit. Yeah, dude. he's such a perfect speaking person that yeah. is too perfect, and I get. Yeah, I mean, I he goes hard. He goes hard. I get distracted. He bulldozes. Uh, I've never met the him. Info I've him. never he's met him. He's a guy who yeah, listens to the podcast. He's a, he's a hardcore like radio guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's, it's a radio voice. It's a radio voice. But like I'm saying, I don't know what the developments were. You can easily Google this stuff. Well, it's, but it's for horrific. Like, yeah, it's a lot of scientific development that came that resulted from horrible circumstances right right and people have to bite the bullet and do crazy mad science shit like this to inform the next wave of government uh appointed and government subsidized and government uh allowed testing and research you you're, know what i mean you're such an engineer that is such an engineer way of looking it's at things. yeah it's like i'm not i'm not bite the bullet and take, see i'm okay i understand that's not a hey, wrong. it's all kumbaya and meet let's go all meet in geneva for uh once yeah. twice a year for the next <laughs> decade and line out the ethical fucking yes. uh platform that allows this testing or let's these crazy motherfucking chinese scientists are doing this shit already and we're in two three years of uh two three years from now watch us we're gonna run up on a lab yeah. that's been running for years oh, yeah that's gonna have like superheroes 403 <laughs> year old kids that are benching 300 and shit well like there that. was there was american um scientists that were helping him he would he, he called american uh, professors yeah, it's at, necessary. at Rice University and somewhere else, and so the, and so yeah, he was he was uh, what's what's the word for it? Um, when you cooperate with somebody uh, in corroborate, uh, corroborate. Yeah, he was corroborating with these guys. Um, and they were, shouldn't you're a lawyer? <laughs> like no, the I'm most not, lawyer do, term? I, no, no, that's an academic <laughs> term. That's like a scientific <laughs> okay, 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 academic okay. term. Yeah, yeah, you're so, sharing research. Yeah, sharing the reason research, the internet that, was created. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so they like the thing is these twins were born. You're not gonna know if. If if it worked, you're you're still not going to know for another 15, 20 years until they get older and you can test and long term like, testing. Long-term it's like testing. vaping right now. Yeah. We're all getting cancer. We don't know it. Yeah, yet. we don't know it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was so funny. When vaping came out and it was like, no, it's fine. It's just vapor. I'm like, really? You're just smoking in. But at the same time, they're like little Timmy Stevens from small town is in fucked up condition because his lungs are fucked from vaping. It's like, yeah, a hundred thousand are in for lung cancer. Yeah, that's they're in there smoking. and that's confirmed from smoking. Yeah, but little Timmy's got been vaping six hours a day yeah. like for weeks and now it's like oh my god yeah stop 40 vaping. years ago little timmy was smoking a cigarette yeah you know, and he died of lung cancer at 72 yeah. like a real man <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean it's dude kind of- like let's say elon musk waited for the government to fully allow uh self-driving cars before they started doing the research on it they figured out and they fully developed self-driving cars and most states if not all of them still won't allow that to happen they won't allow self-driving cars even though like that one lady got killed thousands get killed because of humans driving uh, because of drunk driving but one got killed with the self-driving thing and the lady pretty much apparently jumped in front of the car like there was nothing to do yeah but that that puts a huge black mark on this initiative because it's the new thing, right? right? Yeah. So, but if they waited for it, we'd be way behind. That's why people like this, you can't openly be like, yo, you know, let's do DNA modification in your basement. <laughs> let's openly say you cannot do that and let the craziest mad scientists get discovered. Yeah. <laughs> it's, helping, it's helping those scientists out. They're going to take their, arrest them and take their data 
and give it the hopefully put it on the internet open Man. source tell people out uh, there's so many people out there that are glad that you're just doing a podcast if you just done a phd in biology you'd be wreaking havoc oh 100 percent, bro i'd be fucking half monkey <laughs> monkeys flying bro yeah. this monkey, basement this yeah. basement wouldn't even be a podcast studio it would just, it would just be, be a lab yeah, yeah. Like, like the i am legend Did you watch lab. south park like yeah. that that old the uh, weird doctor yeah who just fucking combining animals together oh, bro man. i would be doing that all day yeah 100 percent. yeah the the it's the way shit progresses man there's yeah i mean the people say that innovation is the uh, sorry what is it like necessity is the need the birth of innovation yeah that's yeah I mean, right? so it's like i don't think that person i don't uh, know man there's, had to do you know do dna modification on those twins to be hiv resistant yeah if anything do for some I, uh, a lot of this DNA stuff and genetic modification, it's going to come into play with like um, taking your genes that are highly susceptible to having sickle cell, highly susceptible to having um, early onset diabetes, these kind of things and yeah. adjusting them so you don't. It's not we're thinking of it in the way of like people are going to fly or have fucking yeah, bionic that's, that's heat vision. Yeah. No, it's just like make the genetics that I'm born with less susceptible to the known diseases. Well, yeah, think about it like surgery, right? Like surgery, when it started out, was to was the last-ditch resort to fix uh, something that was going to kill you, right? Like a, an issue that you had. And then it moves on. It, you use surgery to fight all health issues, or sorry, as many health issues as you can. But it's, it's a health issue, health issue, health issue, health issue, all the way through the history of surgery. You make surgery better, make it more... Uh, uh, clean, less like, invasive, you know, less invasive, all that sort of stuff that you can treat smaller things with issues. Like sometimes you know, you go into surgery, it's like you have an issue with the back, you just go in for a two hour surgery in yeah. and out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, they do local freezing. They don't yeah. even put, put you like under, anesthesia all. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually we got to the place where it was like, all right, so now it's we can do cosme cosmetic surgery. Where it's like now we can do surgery so well that we're like, well, we we'll just make, make your, your nose, nose like, yeah, yeah. yeah, make your nose look better, yeah. and then that. So that's in the gene modification of things. That's cosmetic surgery, right? Like, and it's cosmetic surgery. Oh, so you think they're gonna do gene modification to get like so you're born no, with a better no, no, nose? No, it's not the point of gene modification, but obviously at one point <laughs> they're gonna, gonna go that route. That. Yeah, they're gonna go that route because well, there's money in it, and people are gonna be like, yeah, I do want, like, I do want for sure to have. You know, you Yuval Noel Harari. He no. wrote the book Sapiens. Oh, yeah. No, I've been reading that book. For it's a somewhat. great book. But yeah. he also, the sequel is called Homo Deus. Sapiens right. is a history of mankind up until this point. Right. And Homo Deus is everything going forward. Right. So pretty much all of the technical and uh, medical innovation we're going to create mm -hmm. for the sake of helping people live a normal life helping people that are at a higher risk of getting some sort of like avoidable thing, mm -hmm. avoid it. Yeah. All that technology is going to be the rich are going to take all of that and be like, let's get better than we actually are. Right. You know what I mean? Let's you just figured out how to avoid cancer in your genes. Now let's apply that same methodology to figure out how I can increase my brain growth or how I can do all this stuff. So the rich are going to try to get better while like the basic level people try to just live a standard healthy life. Yeah.
Yeah, and that's just and then that's going to lead to a class of superhumans. You think we make that are also rich as fuck? Yeah, yeah they're all you know super class that are like cannot human. be killed by helicopter crashes, cocaine overdoses. You yeah. know the thing that takes out all the big players. Yeah, right? yeah. There's would <laughs> be the first, would be hilarious. The first thing that they do in gene modification is so how do I not overdose on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I can just take on all fentanyl. The drug. Yeah. yeah, give me a so fentanyl so resistance. Just be high all the time. Yeah, the I. Uh, I drugs will be in the future oh, like dude. i'm talking a hundred years from now well like, the, we'll be like we'll, we'll be so like uh integrated with computers that drugs will almost be like running a script you know oh yeah they'll just be a drip a constant drip that we're kind of there we're kind of like the opioid crisis is so i was thinking about this a little while ago where the, the thing the the pharmaceutical companies wanted to push opioids yeah. So they just made it, they incentivized doctors in the States mm-hmm. to... To prescribe them, you know, yeah. in great Dude, my, length my, and amount. Dude, my friend's mom, who's a doctor, called it like 12 years ago. Because she was seeing 12 years ago, people were coming into her office and being like, like hey... paper cuts? Yeah, just being like, my back hurts, give me like You need this. Valium. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. She wasn't prescribing it because she, she... Wait, is Valium a painkiller? Uh, yes. Sick. Okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, stuff. basically being like... You know, people coming in going, give me Valium, give me Oxycontin. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. And she wrote to the college, to the College of Doctors, which is the the people that who monitor and regulate doctors. I was like, listen, we have an issue here that's growing. Like, we need to get in front of people overscribing prescribing painkillers, and he's making drug-seeking behavior in the patients. This is going to become a real issue very soon if you don't do anything about it. College I understand. College didn't yeah. listen to him, and now we have a full-blown opioid, opioid crisis. Yeah. Because the thing is, Think about McDonald's. Like, I understand you're making a hundred billion dollars yeah. a year from this, but it's a, problem, it's a problem, and we need to address it now. Signed, Margaret Stevens, yeah. Connecticut. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you like you can't give people free reign, man. Like you can, but you'll lose a like you know free will and let people do whatever they want. I get the libertarian viewpoint on that, but you like we had McDonald's for like five years before everyone started getting fact. Fat, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, because people aren't really, generally speaking, self-controlling people. So, if you give people full, like, full, full freedom to take opioids how they want, then, then, yeah, they fucking will, and then they'll be. Like, starts with the doctors, right? I mean, yeah. It actually, with, really, I'm it pretty sure start it starts with, doctors, with yeah. bylaws and like it yeah, starts with first of all legalization of marijuana and a bunch of other like more natural um, medical solutions yeah. would help giving doctors actual options. If you have actual pain and weed isn't legal and this isn't legal and, and you have actual pain, yeah. then I kind of got to give you painkillers. Yeah, yeah. I have I to. It's too. just like, I'm going to say you don't get a refill. You got to come back here and tell me the pain is going on because yes. uh, I can't give you refill because this is so addictive. You can, like that's pro- all you can pro- really yeah, the problem do is in the current started, system, I feel It started like. being given to people where the pain could have been managed by other things. They could have been managed by... T3s or smaller Tylenol things, some therapies, but it's not like the quick fix solution. It's quick. It makes everybody money. The doctors are incentivized to do it because it yeah. makes them money. Mm-hmm. 
it was just money making at the end of the day, right? Oh yeah, no, it makes. And before it was like they really sounded the alarm; they were going hard with it. Yeah. And now I think they've reeled it in big time. But that's also but a problem still, because that's the thing is, people got addicted to them, yeah, and now they're like, oh, oh, now these addict people, uh, these are addicted so, to people. Yeah, so now was, you should meditate. It's yeah. like I've been taking this for two years. Yeah, I've been taking this. I'm, I'm, I'm hooked on oxy. <laughs> yeah. You well, you need to. You need to. Yeah, find, you need to. We're gonna cancel your prescription you need now. To focus on the present the moment. Outbreak came in because then people were like, how the fuck? And then they start getting that itch. That, yeah. that itch and then and then they're like what do I do and somebody goes well heroin's out there and then alright cool heroin like find me a heroin dealer you know you don't look for a heroin dealer when you're just on yeah and then you heroin doesn't do you good anymore then you go get fentanyl yeah or well what really is happening is the heroin like you need to stretch your heroin so you lace it with fentanyl so that you could so it has the same effect. And you're from Vancouver with yeah. East Hastings, oh, so dude. I will take your word yeah, for it. I know my fentanyl. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then, well, then start people start getting hooked on fentanyl a little bit because that's the other thing people don't talk about. So some people are looking for fentanyl. A lot of people are dying from heroin overdoses because it was laced with fentanyl and, and cocaine. Yeah, as well. you, you cut. Yeah, you cut these drugs with fentanyl because then it'll, you'll get more. Like you know, you could sell whatever three grams of heroin, but if you cut it with fentanyl, you can now sell five grams of the same heroin so you're making more money as a dealer Cause, yeah because a tiny amount of fentanyl has that same boom and like yeah. addictive but and high even effect even tinier about more and you die yeah so that's what it is and yeah but those people that that's how uh, Mac Miller died apparently huh? is that fentanyl yeah. overdose really yeah. well I think it was coke with fentanyl in it uh, I might also be talking out of my ass so <laughs> I don't know I'll yeah. tell you one thing it wasn't a helicopter crash <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. It's crazy because probably in the time that we've been doing this, they've yeah. probably already figured uh, out I know. what the I cause try, is. I know. I'm, I'm being a professional. I put flight mode on my phone. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. no so cause. I, uh, you just I, have to put on vibrate. Yeah, <laughs> you, no, you I go in, bro. I got I, I, you like you, for you ever see you ever see somebody actually turn off their phone at the beginning of the movie where they're no, like, yeah. please turn your phone off, yeah. and I saw someone holding it. Yeah, really. You dumbass, just put on vibrate. Put it in your pocket. What are you doing? You law-abiding oh, citizen. Oh, I'm gonna put this on. Right? <laughs> Rule follower. Yeah. The um. Yeah. No, man. How long? How, so, how long have you been in comedy? I'm in my fourth year. In fourth year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm pretty new in it still. I uh I started back in Detroit, like I said, New Way Bar in 2016. Bar. Was that your first time with New Way Bar? New Way Bar. Damn. Oh fuck. I uh I yeah that'd be a tough first set actually yeah oh it was rough dude I got there at like ten it starts at ten yeah it starts at ten I didn't get up until like one thirty yeah it was like a weird like groovy like it's like a pinball bar. machine in yeah, the back it's yeah. like a weird dive bar yeah. I remember dude I went up it was like three people watching and like as I went up people just started those three just like they weren't watching they were in the back they were in the room physically yeah, they weren't watching they weren't watching yeah but I would I started bombing so hard they just started you know when people just leave mm -hmm. they can't watch what's happening. Yeah, they just all just just kind of just walked out. One of them was just on his phone. Oof. I uh, my first set ever was at a place called Laugh Lines Comedy Club in New Westminster. What the fuck is New Westminster? New Westminster. Uh, sorry, yeah, sorry, I should explain. New Westminster. BC. That could be in any country. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, it's like I just a not. couple of cities out from Vancouver. So it goes Vancouver, Burnaby, New Westminster. Okay. So it's just a suburb of Vancouver, basically. You have to go way out to get stage time. Huh? Yeah. Well, I was living in Surrey <laughs> at the time, so it was actually just like next. To, okay. Um, this okay. next city over, so I just drive over. I remember I called uh, in the week before. I don't know what. Like now, I imagine calling calling any comedy club the week before and being like, "Hey, uh, do you guys have an open mic?" 
And they're like, yeah, next week. And they're like, okay, cool. Like, can I go on it? They're like, yeah, come. We'll, you'll play on Thursday. Like, that was, that was. That's how it was? Yeah, it was like 10 years ago. It's amazing. So that was my first ever set. I, I was, you know, super nervous, all that sort of stuff. I had all these jokes written. And I was like, by the end of the set, I'd done like maybe half of them. I forgot most of the set, you know? Yeah. But uh, Michelle Shaughnessy was the host. She's still. A, she's, she's still, still in it, huh? Yeah, she's yeah, still a comic, yeah. yeah. So. She was the host. Uh, she goes, yeah, you know, just I, w- I went up whenever. Uh, I go up. I bring on water. I had a glass of water. I'm doing five minutes. You do not need water for a yeah. five-minute set. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was going up there, like, I was headlining yeah, fucking yeah. Madison Square Garden. So I was like, I need, I need water because I'm going to... And you went up there cocky as fuck. Like, uh, get, round of applause for all the comics you've seen on the <laughs> show today. Like, <laughs> no. what the fuck are you for? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I just went up with water because I knew that's what comics did. They yeah. put water on the stool. Yeah. You're like, oh, I know how to do the yeah, comic so stuff. I, I put the water on the stool, right? And I turned around to the mic, and I realized that... Um, that that I've never taken a mic out of a mic stand before. Oh yeah. So like so anybody you think you have it. You don't yeah, think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You don't think about those little things that you don't have to. You like, don't know whether to put it to the like left I or to the my, right. I wrote jokes. Yeah. Like I thought that was enough. Like no. Sorry. So so I walk onto the stage. I look at the mic and I just uh, I'm like oh shit. And then I just grab the mic and anybody who hasn't done comedy before and is thinking of trying it, you slide the mic forward and it comes out. I started pulling upward, right? I started pulling <laughs> the upward. holder. You're lifting the, the whole hol- thing up. The fucking holder breaks off. <laughs> so now, like, the mic stand's broken. and I'm You did stand- not address it. No, no, I'm just standing there. I'm like, what the? And then, like, <laughs> then, like, I, like, I slip it off. And then I'm trying to put the holder back on the mic stand. Like, I'm trying to whatever. And I'm just, I'm saying that people are yelling out at this point. Like, this is like, people are going like, no, you slide, slide it up, it, slide, slide it up. up. Yeah, yeah you got to twist it. Twist you got to twist it. it. Literally, people are starting to strike. This is the first 30 seconds of my comedy career, right? And then you didn't address it at all. I bet you're just like, so anyways, uh, I grew up with uh, brown parents. <laughs> I think my opening joke, which was some terrible fucking thing. I, uh, what I said was, uh, what I was supposed to say was um, every time that I masturbate, I promised myself that's the last time that I'm going to do that. Which was like such a dumb opening, open mic, like whatever, right? So that was my opening line. I like break the mic down, all this stuff happening. I just pull the mic up to my face and go, I masturbate a lot. <laughs> people <laughs> just killed. Yeah, like for sure just, that kills. It for died. Sure. I just went, whoa. And then I just did all these, like, we, like, I just started doing whatever the fucking terrible material that I had was. And I remember I got one laugh. And I besides you know, that first, besides that first burst, like, burst yeah. of like what the fuck, I got one actual like I did the punchline and I got a laugh and I just hit. I remember actually leaning back when the laugh hit me. Yeah, and I was like oh. And then I went, oh, thank you. And then I just didn't even put it on. I just put it on the stool. And I walked away. <laughs> like, I walked away. I was like, I'm not touching the mic set anymore. It's like, come back on. Uh, so everyone's like, hey, man, yeah, good set, whatever. Uh, and I just thought the other comedians were being nice and just saying that. So I look up at the stage and the, my water is still sitting there that I never touched. <laughs> like, yeah, of course like, not. Yeah, it was just condensated, like this ice in it and just melted. You never got to it. it. never got to the water. Never drank a sip of that water. Um, Bro, I, my first set. I had uh, five minutes. I wrote like eight jokes. Each one tied specifically to the next one. Oh, nice. Okay. And yeah, I get up with. there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to kill. <laughs> oh, oh, here's the cockiest part of it all. Yeah. I had, I was like, I budgeted for time. I was like, it's five minutes. There's probably one minute of laughter. So I just need four minutes of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I get up there. I'm just shaking. Yeah. I say my first bit sweating, sweating already. 
I say the first bit, it bombs immediately, and then I start crumbling because I realize everything is tied with one another. Mm. None of these other seven or whatever are gonna make sense yeah. if that first one didn't. Right. So, <laughs> so I just start the crumbling, bro. Oh, I just I just God. run through whatever I can remember, and I just I don't even say bye. Three minutes into the five minutes. I finished what I thought I had to say, oh. and I just was like, there was like one guy on his phone, and I didn't see that. I was just kind of like, and I just literally walked off the yeah. stage. I think just walked off. I was such a, I was such a bad like. I can bomb, no problem now, but like back then, I was so worried about it that I, if I had that, like, if I went to an open mic as my first set that was at a bar, and I had done what you did, which is like, eat it completely three people in the bar one person leaves like i'd just be like i don't think i can do this oh dude i didn't sleep well for two or three days yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like looking at the ceiling yeah my first like i i did pretty okay or at least uh like i at least convinced myself if i maybe i was terrible like um uh mark and there's a couple of guys who ran the open mic in uh the in victoria so i did the new west show and then i moved back to victoria for okay school, and that's where i did like more regular open mics when i moved back uh and and uh those guys that run the open mic it's called ratfish i think it's <laughs> ratfish ratfish lounge that's yeah. what i'd be creating if i was a mad scientist. yeah <laughs> <laughs> rat. that's what the chinese are making yeah. right now by the way so that was that little room behind the ramada inn um and I, it was three minute sets. Yeah. Which like imagine LA. somebody ask you to do three minutes now. That's what it is in LA. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, what are you? What are we gonna do in three minutes? Like, like, hi, how's it going, it, bro? Like, if anything, it, it, think about it. It's actually a terrific lesson, is it not? Well, That's a good no. exercise. Yeah, like, no. I got, I got well, only three back, minutes up there. Back, back then, I was like, wow, three minutes is actually a really long time. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was doing I like kill. terrible, like whatever. Yeah, I got So I, I, but it was three minutes, and I would do okay ish. And I remember I, for the first year, I didn't tell, this is my worst bombing. The first year I didn't tell anybody I knew um, that I did comedy, like yeah. nobody. I, I, my, two of my best friends didn't know and they found out by, because every Wednesday night I would go somewhere. Like every Wednesday night I would not be available to hang. <laughs> yeah. Like where the fuck is this guy going? <laughs> yeah. And they thought I was going to like AA, like they thought I was going to, you thought, they thought I was like an issue or something. And they're like, I think he's going to AA meetings every Wednesday. So they try to be like, hey, everything okay? Supportive, yeah. Yeah, and like they, they then one day they're like, where the hell are you going? And, and like they, I think they, I don't, I don't think they followed me, but they're thinking of following me one night to be like, is he okay? Like every Wednesday he's gonna disappear. Meanwhile, I was going to like go put on a Batman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go to a hotel, to tell jokes. So, so the first, uh, first year I didn't tell anybody I knew, and then, uh, uh, what's it called? They, some guy ran a podcast in a place called Langford, BC, which is outside of Victoria. They got David Atwood. Atwood, he's a magician. This magician in Langford, BC has a podcast, right? Okay. And I get booked to be on it. And <laughs> like I I get picked up from my house for this guy. And we're driving over and we're talking and stuff like that. And he drives into Langford. And I figured like it was like this, like he must have I figured we were doing a setup of some sort. Setup of some sort. We just some of the couches with microphones, whatever, right? Uh podcasts can be done ever. So we get to his house and Langford, BC, like most of BC is like forested areas so when you get to like the suburbs of victoria you'll get into a cul-de-sac there'll be a house and the backyard will be there'll be a backyard and it leads into just a forest okay yeah right gotcha so we go into his house and we walk through and he goes oh that's my daughter it's my like whatever drops his keys off and he goes i figured we're going downstairs or into a room and he goes oh no it's in the backyard and i look into the backyard and there's 
the backyard leading into the forest and at the edge of the forest is this shed like the scariest rapiest looking shed ever. <laughs> yeah yeah okay and he, he goes yeah it's uh it's, rapiest yeah you're like two feet taller than the yeah, guy probably let's yeah be honest. yeah yeah but i was like yeah like 21 yeah, like i was yeah, yeah, just scared of the world he takes my knees out i'm gonna buckle like yeah, the fucking no, leaning so, tower so he goes yeah it's we're doing it in the shed and we start walking out the backyard and as we're walking i'm like i'm like you dumbass he's like you have great skin Jean. no yeah literally i'm like i'm thinking to myself you thought a magician had a podcast in langford bc you idiot you're gonna die now right yeah. like, like yeah. a dumb i was like this guy's a serial killer he yeah. just preys on open my comics right so i literally start like figuring out I'm like, okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for his eyes and kick him in the balls like i just start putting together the whole thing like yeah I'm, the and then attack I, plan i try to remember where he put his keys i'm gonna take his car and get the fuck out of here call the cops like all that shit he opens a pad he has a padlock on the rape shed right Jesus opens fuck. it opens it it's the nicest podcast studio you've ever oh seen yeah <laughs> yeah just so dude like like the arm thing he had the marshmallow pads on the wall this big apple mac in the corner where he edited like wouldn't he be fucked up if he still raped you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh this isn't bad oh my god it's all there just to let your guard well, down this isn't yeah. bad at all <laughs> so yeah dave atwood who, who like i turned around i literally went like dude i was about to fuck you up and he goes, oh, yeah, people get scared. I'd like to see the reaction. I'm like, no, dude, you're going to get hurt doing yeah, that. Just yeah, tell people. not funny. Yeah. I know it looks like a rape shed, but don't worry. I, it's a podcast studio. Keep the fucking lock, uh, the yeah. padlock off of it, bro. So anyways, what happened was he tweeted out, the, like when he put out the podcast, he tweeted like, yeah, this week's guest. New pod, blah, blah, Yeah, blah. new pod, pod, yada, yada, yada. And so all my friends see it and they're like, what, what? Because it's sort of like comedian Jeevan Gill or back Jay Gill when I was going by Jay Gill. And he goes, uh, people, my friends go like, what? You do comedy? What the hell? What, what, what's going on? And so I go, yeah. And they go, we're going to come see you. We're going to come see you, right? And so back then I was like, I'd been like doing it for a year. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm good. So you're enough. killing it. I don't think I'm good enough for people. You're headlining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, and I had got booked to this show a few weeks after that at uh, the Victoria Event Center, which sounds like a cool event, like a really big venue, really not. But it's just the YMCA in Victoria. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, so I was booked to do like, it was just a regular Sunday night show, like 10 people in a headliner. And this guy went. 10 people in a headliner. <laughs> 10 people in a headliner. That's like a, a small town. Like, let's put the whole scene yeah, up. And then literally. two hours into and everyone's yawning and leaving, we'll put up the headliner. So it was ran by this guy, Wes Borg. I'll drop names because I don't, still don't like this guy. Yeah, <laughs> Wes Borg. I, I'm, I'm also one of my biggest personality flaws is like, I will hold grudges really bad. So it's the mark of a true comedian. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. I so like I I I'm a really chill guy and so I will like I won't get mad at you for most things. <laughs> if like, you ever yeah, if you ever listen to Tiger Belly, Bobby Lee, yeah. he's got a list of people yeah. who's crossed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but like but if you if you reach this like crazy high level, like it's a I do have a really high bar for when I'm like I actually hate you. But if you do reach it, like you're done, right? So fuck Westbrook. Anyways, so sure. so basically what happened was Kind of my fault, but I got booked. He he books the show, so he puts me on, right? And this guy, Mikey, Mikey Dubs in Victoria, tells me like, "Yeah, it's a good show. Just, uh, just so you know, like if you're not doing well, like Wes will like get on a piano and start playing you off. Like he'll and and I was like, uh, okay, that's weird, but whatever, right? So like, your friends are at the show. Yeah, my friends are all, my my first time. Friends, first time, gotcha. First gotcha. time, I'm so nervous that my friends are there, right? But I'm also kind of cocky. I'm really cocky at the time where I'm like. 
Guys, I think I was supposed to book to do like seven minutes, and I had three minutes because I've only been doing three minutes sets. So I'm like, how tall are you though? I'm still six seven. Yeah, you're six seven. When you're six seven, you're a little cocky. Yeah, so I'm I'm standing in the back, <laughs> and you know, like now we know a little bit where it's like if you're doing a ten person show, and I was like eighth or something, and the first seven just bomb completely. Like you're not gonna be the one to fix it in seven minutes. Right? Yeah, like exactly. you just prepare for like yeah, this is gonna be rough. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You're not you're not gonna go out there and just murder. Yeah. So the room's got a stink in it. Yeah, the yeah. room's already got a stink in it. But I was in the back going like everyone's bombing, but I got my three minutes. Yeah. Of fucking jokes. Fire. I'm gonna kill these Wait till they hear this masturbation bit. Yeah. <laughs> There's already been six, but they haven't heard yeah. mine. I was doing dark humor at the time, like way d- darker humor. So I was doing like a starving African child bit that you jerked off to. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> it was just that. So I go up and I, and, and also the thing was, I, and I just, I had no proof. Of it. Like I'd realized like everyone's bombing, but Wes hasn't played anybody off at the piano yet. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, oh, he's just not doing that tonight. Okay. Right little foreshadowing there so i go up i i start doing whatever terrible just just eating it just silence the worst set of a rad right and like three minutes into it i like west i just hear piano start playing like do 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 and then like i'm like well i just hear it and i look over and west is playing the piano and i'm just like what the fuck and i look i'm looking around i don't know what to do so i just keep doing my jokes Your bits. That, yeah. that aren't working yeah yeah but now i'm just like now it's like He's so I'd just do another line and then he would just um he would just make fun of my joke. Like he'd be like yeah, He'd be on a mic as well. He was on a mic as well. So he'd throw like like he'd throw a punchline on my punchline and make fun of me yeah, for yeah. it. And then everyone would laugh at that. Okay. He started laughing so he at starts me. roasting you live. He roasts me live. With I the was piano. Right, I'm with the piano. The whole crowd's literally laughing at me. And I just like, like I just like fucking walk up the set, and I just like, like do like three, two or three times, and I just went walk up, and I literally just walked to the back, like there was like this little patio, so I walk out, and I'm like close to tears, I'm like like a deer, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And I'm like so cat whatever right so i'm like you know what's bad when the comedians are like they don't even make fun of you they yeah just, like, they don't say like, anything they yeah, just yeah. go hey man like it's yeah no they were giving me like the oh they power. were being like, positive yeah, yeah hey, i got man. that one yeah. i got booed off stage at nubia oh dude yeah, yeah i got that like, yo it's all you bro it's yeah. you yeah, yeah. Hold on, let's uh, let me let me go back to that. so literally they're like looking at me with like hey man it's gonna be okay <laughs> like and i'm like which, te- which tells me that don't i did so yourself. much worse than yeah. i even thought yeah yeah and then i have to walk back into the credits i'm sitting with my friends so i sit down next to like 12 of my friends and they just nothing like, in boston pizza boston pizza after this literally i'm just looking straight at the stage and, and i don't even look at my friends i don't know if my friends are trying to look <laughs> at me like they were supportive people but i was not i was just like mm-hmm. so and here's the most psycho part of the story where i'm gonna lose everybody on my so at the end of the show like the headliner goes up uh, uh, finish it off right and then west goes up to close the show and he goes uh like hey like you know we do this every month last sunday of every month yada 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 I have two tickets here. He puts up two tickets and he goes, uh, whoever like can come up here and punch me in the arm, like in like a playful way, he said it, punch me in the arm and you get these three tickets. And everyone's kind of does that pause, like is he serious or whatever? And all you hear is a fucking chair squeak back and I'm running full fledged at the stage and I jump on the stage and just fucking 
bam, right, like fucking hard, hard, in the hard arm. into his arm. I was so pissed. You gave him one, one, yeah. one fucking shot. Right? Like, listen, I know I'm a psycho, and everyone's listening. Yeah. Is like, this guy's fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. Whatever. The reason fucking, I'm a comedian. Like, he I'm, opened it up for you. Opened it up. Yeah, <laughs> like, what, you can't hate. Him. Why? I you did what he asked. Him. Did I you take the tickets? Yeah, I took the tickets. That's my boy. That's my boy. To it, threw him away on the stage. And it was satisfactory as fuck, wasn't oh, it? Yeah, it probably it was, felt it was, great. It felt pretty good, though, if I'm not gonna lie. And like everyone was roasting me in the like uh, next week, I show up at the open mic, and everyone was like, "Hey, man, how's it? Going? I heard you had a good like good time at the West Show." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like everyone's sure. giving me shit. That spread quick. And I was like, I was like, uh, I, I didn't want to like talk shit or anything, so I was just like, I don't know, man. Like, uh, yeah, whatever. Fuck, man, it's fucked up. It's, yeah, don't worry. I think I gotta <laughs> tighten up these three minutes. Yeah, you know? I gotta work on these. Yeah, the yeah. So that's my my equivalent of your newbie experience. Yeah, dude. dude I was thing. there. I don't know if you remember. You probably don't remember. Were you there that night? Yeah, so so I was you like I I get why you don't remember because it's like you came off and you just the same thing as me. Like what the fuck? Yeah. I do remember. Like I remember the first guy who came up to me was Darcy Collins, and he I think he's he's still doing comedy in Vancouver, but he was the first guy to look at me, and he just goes. Yeah, man, that's why I don't invite people I know to the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Dude. yeah, I literally didn't invite anybody I knew to the show for like nine years after that. <laughs> like, yeah, man. So, so yeah, the, yeah, the Nubian thing for you. I, went I wish I know Com- you've talked about a bunch on this podcast. Uh, yeah, I went there with comics. So I went there with Conrad, Black Zeus, and Max Sheldrick. We all went together. Yes. So I walked in, uh, I think you, like the first minute and a half into your set. Yeah. And and so I walk in and like I see Sheldrick, hey, what's up? And I look up and I'm like, oh, how's he doing? And I start, I, you start really thinking, okay, it's not going his way so much. Yeah. And this is the part you probably don't know. I don't know if anybody's told you, but like, it, in your head, it's probably like the whole place started booing and shit. No, I've, I've said this. Like There's one corner right in front of the comics. It was like one There's a guy. lot of people that were like, no, let him, let him keep yeah, going yeah. like that. But I was telling people one thirty. Uh, 30 sounds and cries of approval yeah. are drowned yeah, out by a single, single boo. boo. Yeah. So when you have, if you have 20 to 30 people booing in a 300 person room, that drowns out all the yes. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it was. This one guy, and I still remember the back of his head. It was like a tall, skinny black guy with like, not dreads, but you know when like the longer, I don't know what it's called with the longer hair. It's a little like. Like ponytail dread kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. whatever it kind of was. And so he started booing. Yeah. And like classic. Hater ass nigga with yeah. his hair. Yeah. Fuck, fuck that it. nigga, man. I'm balding. He's still hating <laughs> on me, bro. You got the hair. What else do you want, bro? He started booing. And the fucking thing, it was right in front of the comedian's table. And we're such all just fucking non-confrontational assholes. We, none of us had your back to be like, hey, fucking shut up. Right? Like, yeah, like, yeah. You're going to grab yeah. that guy. and attack like, you. Yeah. Like, you're like, yeah. Like, I'll handle all, him when I'm on stage. I, no, I just turned to a shelter and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Because yeah. the thing that that's the it's kind of like the, watching your friend get eaten. Yeah, <laughs> like if we're a pack yeah. of hyenas yeah, yeah, in the savannah, we're all kind of like seeing lions attack one of your boys and be like, oh my god, they got him! Oh god, yeah, dude, they got him! It was so yeah, it was like literally like that. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, the crocodiles are circling a bus. Oh, like, he's done. Do? He's like, done. <laughs> and it was like yeah, it was like it was just, oh fuck. And then we like so yeah, one guy started booing, but then I just caught on a little yeah. bit in that corner. It's snowballs yeah i'm sorry to make you relieve this right so like but but then we're like oh fuck and that's the thing about nubian it's it's known to be like if you if you kill it yeah, yeah when yeah. i did it like it was the, one of the hardest room i ever did but like there that's the payoff and the and the, the other side of it is if you if you slip up like you're you're gonna get eaten you're the only place in canada <laughs> i think no you might get booed. It was a straight like a, up like, like a uh, Apollo setting. Theater booing yeah, style. Yeah, it's a black show, dude. Yeah. Like that's 
that's what, so like anyways like yeah it's uh, so you like finish your set and uh kenny robinson comes on he goes uh uh kenny's a sweetheart he just goes yeah didn't go well for him and he just goes everyone else laughs and he goes but he's gonna be back we're gonna have him back yeah and like everyone's like, yeah. i remember he goes smart guy it was a smart stuff but he needs to get to the punchline punch faster yeah. he needs to get there quicker yeah. he'll, he'll be back on him people yeah. still like rah, 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 yeah, yeah. i remember no i remember we went like yeah you know we booed him but yeah. like we're supportive he'll come yeah, back yeah. right and yeah it's so like kenny robinson is already giving you advice it's like yeah you just gotta get to your punchlines yeah, quicker. That's yeah. all it is. i was scared as fuck and well oh, oh, i mean i've already scared? told the story a million times yeah. but the next time it will not go down like that. Most oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Words. Back. I've already hit him up. I'm like, yo, put me back up. Oh yeah, you ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Zeus is headlining it tonight, huh? Tonight, yeah. Black Zeus, yeah. yeah, yeah. This doesn't come out in time, but I was gonna yeah. plug it for him. But yo, hey, we're running up on just about an hour and a half. Oh yeah, the thing I was gonna say was that you came back to me and Sheldrake, and I just like went like, like I just went on the back. I think you were in like a leather jacket. I don't even literally remember you there, dude. That's the fucked up part. I was like, I totally get it. I was like. Dude, I wanted to leave. They're like, no, stay for your 25 bucks. <laughs> They're like, no, stay till the end and get your 25, 25 from bucks. Kenny. And yeah. I'm like, fuck. So you have to sit through the next like The two people and a half avoiding hours. contact. Everyone two, who's two trying to go to the bathroom, yeah. they see you and then they avoid eye contact. I'm like, oh, I want to leave yeah. so bad. I just, I didn't know what to I just, No one knew. I was just like, yep, yeah, that's all I do. Yeah, dude. But you, honestly, like, that's the thing. It's like you live through those. And then the fact that after one of those that you go, like, yeah, I'm going to, like, when's my next spot? Like, corner, like, whatever. Like, it's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. I went yeah, up to the corner right after that. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, you're like, that's the mark of a real comic. You eat a shit like that, and then you go, all right, well, the next show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's the, that's uh, not going to happen to me uh, at the next show. Maybe eventually. I mean, that's not my last booing. Uh, who said that? Be, I'd be, no, so be so cocky to, to be say, like, that's, that's, that's my last, booing. last booing of my career. But like, It's not. There's no it's, way that's, that's my last booing. When you go through the roughest one, and then you're like, all right, like I'm still doing it. But I have a different mindset going to, to Nubia yeah, the so next time. I was a little high. When oh, I went no, there with Zeus, no. I was nervous as fuck. I had this inferiority complex about being no. like black audiences won't like me because I'm too I'm I'm, I'm yeah. too whitewashed. I had that. I was which, I, which I was is what happened. I walked yeah. on defeated. Yeah, and I yeah, walked no, onto that stage that. defeated. Like the thing is, you and do... dude, no, I don't need to change any yeah, of the bits dude, I was dude, doing. You gotta be you, like you, exactly. Those are my bits. Yeah, okay. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Just do them like you do them normally, and it'll go how it'll go. Yeah, dude, I was just like, oh, I'm good. They're gonna boo me. They hate me. They hate me. Like yeah. that's all that was running through my head. No, it's like, and you're defeated before you go in the ring, so to speak. That's right? yeah. You like that, well, actually, this is like the I was like Tyson's opponent. So I, I this is a really good lesson that I learned like three years ago. Um, when I first moved to Toronto and it's like one of the defining moments in my comedy career when I look back at it. But so I, I used to be like that, right? Like it took me two years literally to learn how to speak into a microphone correctly. After the microphone debacle and my opening set, like I wouldn't touch the microphone anymore. Oh, for the first couple you were traumatized for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So, so I would tell the host. I would tell Mark at hand it off to me. Literally, no, but he was like a really short guy. He was like five five, and I'd be like, "Could you just pull the microphone up?" So every set I had, he would grab the microphone, and then he'd have to go like this to me because I'm six seven. You didn't want he to do like any five, adjustments. Six. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to yeah, do the adjustment because yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to fuck it up. So he would fucking pull it up like ten feet, and then so you'd go like this, and then I'd walk on, and, like, and so it's like it's such a size discrepancy, and then I come back, and then you'd have to pull it down. Mark says we aren't for even doing it. So. So anyways, I I remember like I was nerve always nervous, always like quickly writing stuff before 
a set like just where I'm like oh like I gotta I'm gonna forget it like my favorite thing I'm gonna forget and then I'm or I'm gonna like pee my pants or whatever the fucking fears were. So I remember uh, I got booked to do this show like booked it was like a show in like Whippy or Oshawa so it was just outside Toronto yeah and those just outside Toronto shows are. Um, or maybe it was like Brampton. I can't remember. Like I was just outside Toronto, one of the suburb ones. The suburb ones Whippy are and Brampton pretty, are very different. Yeah, yeah, no, they are. <laughs> yeah. But like at the end of the day, it's kind of the same, just a suburb of Toronto. Yeah. So the like I was weird, and Dan, Dan, Brian, Rosen uh, picked me up to we were, we were going to show together, and I like I was you know like when you get booked on those suburbs, you know what it's gonna be like. For the most part, like there's some good ones out there, but for the most part, you walk in, it's gonna be an empty bar. With three scattered people, scattered people some bar flies, some bar flies that yeah. aren't there for the show. They're yeah, just yeah. at the bar. But uh, if you can convert them, it's a good feeling. Yeah, right? but 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 yeah. So it's gonna be a rough gig. It's gonna be like four comics from that like suburb, that local. Yeah, yeah, and then like two the local cats. Yes, and at that point, like I was still afraid of like people talking in the crowd even like i was like let alone crowd work like people just talking you just didn't want yeah because then I, you let alone like going into the crowd yeah like i i'd never gone into the crowd before like that sort of stuff so i, but I remember like driving up i knew what it was going to be so i was just preparing for a rough one but you'll still have that hope when you're driving it's out there be a sick show like it's like it could be a good one yeah. yeah it could be a good one like you never know but like nine times out of ten you walk in you're like ah oh, there like it's exactly what i expected it to be right so i was like kind of riding in the car and still kind of nervous and then I walk in and yeah like it was an empty bar like uh microphone in the middle of a dance floor so it's like microphone empty dance floor space and then tables which Jesus makes it even fuck, worse yeah. right so i walk in and i'm like like why did i think like why did i what was i nervous why did i hope well why did i hope and then i just got like i was a little mad and i was like and you know they're going up and just everyone's i'm like third or whatever and they're going doing whatever i'm like just fuck like why the fuck was i even what the fuck did i care this, like fuck it and then i just went up with such a fuck it attitude and I grabbed the mic and I was just like didn't do any material I just started riffing off of what was just said about like Burger King or whatever and um, and then I look over and like there's two people in the audience who were just friends of somebody and I just went oh, so what's up with you guys like are you guys dating what's going on and then I just ended up like finding out that the guy just got out of prison for something and then I did 10-12 minutes of like awesome riffing that murdered the four people that were there Um on this and then i just got off and i was like yeah like why was i like like fuck it like and the thing the reason i got to do like that crowd work so well was because i had that weird fuck Fuck it it attitude mentality i don't care it can't get any worse fuck it yeah Yeah. so so and then i was able to and i don't really kind of explain how but i was able to take that with me from that day from that day with like every time i walk on stage i'm like just fuck it like i'm i'm uh, fuck it and then I just grab the mic and then the audience feels that and they go, oh, yeah, fuck it. Like they go, this guy's fuck, like, fuck it. He's fuck just, it. Yeah. Fuck it. So he's just he's just having fun with it, whatever. So that that transfers. So what happened with you? Like you're nervous. Like you don't know it, but the audience immediately picks up. On oh, yeah. No, no, no. hundred percent. hundred percent. And so it's it's absolutely like you. That for me, that was like such a turning point for me. And it made joke writing easier. It made like crowd work easier riffing easier just like just relaxing on stage like the whole i've yeah like it, it just it, it's a it was a voice voice finding moment and it was just literally like being able to be like oh i don't really like i, I like it's you do care about your craft and you do care about your jokes and you care about all that but just the 
attitude you walk on stage with? I think for me, especially, I just realized with every set I do and every day that passes, I'm trying to grind in this comedy thing that I realized that you're just trying to be yourself with friends up there. You're yeah. just trying to get to that vibe. Like, w- like if something funny happens to you and you're about to go hang out with a couple of your buddies, you don't think, okay, how am I going to present what just happened? Yeah. You just get in there and you open your mouth and you just, yeah. that vibe, that energy you bring up, just, just recreating what you saw and just getting it out of your head yeah. with no filters. That's what we're ultimately yeah. trying to get for, to on yeah, stage. For us. You know like what I mean? There's guys that's who like, do like one-liners and alt comedy. And that's yeah, for, for my style of comedy, yeah, I just want to be absolutely yeah. comfortable. I tell stories. Yeah. I'm like... Who was it that recently just heard say like it, the difference between like the funniest guy in your group of friends and an actual professional comedian is just the walk from the stage to the stage and maintaining that. Yeah, that's yeah. The thing. Just that, what, Bill Burr said it takes fifteen years to be just just, just the to be type of friend. funny you are in front of your friends. It takes yeah. fifteen years to pull that off on stage. Yeah, that's all it is. And that's like, what it is. You just like last night I did uh, the underground. Yeah, and uh, the first show was like I was working on a set or something, and the second show was this uh, storytelling show uh, about uh, drug experiences. So. I I was like to Joey who runs the underground. Shout out to Joey Puff Mama. Puff Mama, yeah, the underground. Everyone family. go support yeah, the underground. Yeah, Toronto Club. Underground Four Twenty. It's in Leslieville in the East it's the End. The best, honestly. Everyone go. There, Shows please. pretty much every day of the week. Yeah. So I I was like, hey, can I jump on the show and just have the story? I think it would really work. I've told it to my friends a million times. Never told it on stage before. I just walked up there and just was able to like do the five minute story like a bit, like I'd been writing it. And that's just because I had the ability to be like, fuck it. Like, we're just telling stories. So it's like a really good... It's the best feeling. It's yeah. as you step up your comedy. Yeah. Dude. It's like... And, it's a yeah. long road, man. Yeah. You have to parse it out. Like, I don't... Like, there's people who just don't give a fuck. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. And I'll just do whatever. And they bomb all the time. Yeah. That's not good either. But you just have to be able to carry that. Like, And yeah, you, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. We're just two random fucking guys yeah, here in Toronto in a basement, my friend. Talking about the game, that's mm-hmm. all that matters. We just try to get as funny as we can, dude. Yes. All right, man. For but that, dude, with plug, that positive plug note, what plug. you want to plug. Oh, yeah, let's, plug do, your let's do some dates. Let's do some dates. All right. Uh, this comes out uh, the 20... What day is it today? The 27th? Uh, the 26th today. So yeah, okay. So the 28th, 29th. it'll 28th. come out. So anything okay. after that. So I am doing... On January 31st... Uh, well, uh, January 31st, I'm doing Your Hood's a Joke. Uh, at Yak Yaks, I will be roasting. I'll be representing Vancouver, but I'll be roasting the city of Hamilton. So if you want to make me Ooh. watch me make fun of Hamilton, Shots or fired. blood will be spilled. or watch Vancouver get roasted, come to Yak Yaks on January thirty first, ten thirty p.m. Earlier that night, I'll be at Henderson Brewing. There's a show there that I'll be doing. Um, friends, a uh, friend zone comedy is January 29th. I'll be just running through. You're gonna that. plug all this stuff on your Instagram, right? Yes, because I, yes, and then, yeah, so like, the, yeah, the, 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 I'll, I'll follow my Instagram. Other, uh, Ebony Tide, February 9th, Comedy Bar, Tinder Tales, Gladstone Hotel, February 11th, and Absolute Comedy, February 12th. Everything else on my Instagram, I've put credit coming up. And what's your Instagram handle? At J Gill Comedy. There you go. So and I'm going to put that in the description as always. Yes. Uh, from my end, I'm coming out to San Francisco for some shows. Uh, February 5th to 9th. Come out. Check me out. I'll put it on my Instagram, the dates and the times and all that, blah, blah, blah. Then I'm going to go to LA for a couple of days. I don't have any shows lined up there, uh, but I may hop on a couple of guest spots from friend shows down there. That's like February 
9th, 10th, 11th, I think. But either way, just check out my Instagram. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, give five stars, tell your friends about the immigrant section. If you're on Spotify, press that follow button, do your thing. And as always, appreciate y'all for listening. Peace. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>